Welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Pennington. 2021 is an election year here in Billings, and half of the city council is up for election. There will be several important questions on the ballot this year, including a public safety mill levy. Today, our guest to discuss this topic is Councilwoman Kendra Shaw of Ward 1, and she also serves on the steering committee for Citizens for a Safer Billings. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so let's start with the top of the ballot. Ballots are going to be mailed out on October 13th, but let's start at the top and work our way down. We already know that Mayor Cole has won the re-election because it's uncontested and he doesn't have an opponent, but all five city council wards have contested races. Can you just give our listeners an overview of this year's races? and talk a little bit about what's at stake in this year's election. Yes, happy to. So the mayor is being reelected, but is not on the ballot because he's running unopposed. So council was actually able to pull him off the ballot to save the city about five to $10,000. So that's great news. But the other five races are all contested, all have at least two people in them. So it's, they're very important. There's somebody running in your neighborhood, wherever you live in the city, I represent the downtown and the south side, north side. So this, that, that's mm-hmm. kind of the Ward 1 area. Ward 2 is in the Heights. Ward 3 is kind of Midtown. Ward 4 is above kind of the Rimrock area mm-hmm. and then out west. And Ward 5 is kind of just the whole west end. I'm so glad you said that because people say all the time, I have no idea. I know it. I'm and in. so yeah. I try and just be like, here's kind of the geography so that yeah. you can get a sense of, you know, which ward, the, which yeah. ward you're in and then find out who's running in your ward. So what's so great about these city council and local races is that there's lots of local groups that get involved that send out questionnaires that have people answer Mm -hmm. the gazette gets involved. Mm -hmm. They have people, you know, write in op-eds and things. So there's a lot of opportunities to really find out from the candidates where they stand on issues you care about. Mm -hmm. And that for local races, I know sometimes people brush off these local Mm -hmm. races, but they are probably the most important (laughs) thing you will vote on Um, in terms of what makes an impact in your daily life, because we're dealing with, as we're going to talk about in a few minutes, public safety, Mm -hmm. we deal with fire, we deal with your water, we keep your water clean, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's a, it's a big job that the city takes on. So what people are facing is we're going to have potentially half the council could turn over. So we might end up with five new members, Mm -hmm. or we could end up with some combination of there's a couple incumbents running in certain races And so, which is why I very much encourage people to figure out what you care about Mm -hmm. and really get in touch with these candidates and understand where they stand on these issues. Because once people get into office, Mm -hmm. they're going to be making decisions fast on Mm -hmm. some really critical things. So just to give people kind of a heads up this next year, once, uh, once, you know, whatever the new council gets seated, we are going to have a number of pretty critical things to decide pretty fast. So one thing is if this safety levy, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, Mm -hmm. if it passes, fantastic, but we're going to have to implement it. Right. Right. So that's going to take a lot of council oversight and making Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, all the T's are dotted, all the money goes exactly where it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I, I have full faith in the city staff, but that is still the council's job is to oversee the financial efficacy of what we're doing. So, so that council is going to have to deal with that. If the levy doesn't pass, mm-hmm. council is going to have, the new council is going to have to face some very mm-hmm. difficult decisions. The other thing that people really need to have on their radar is that the parks funding for billings, we're going to have to vote on that in the next year or two. The legislature mm-hmm. 
change the rules on how our uh, districts work. And so I know that seems kind of complicated, but half of the park's budget right now, about $3 million, is in a citywide district, which means um, we say we're, we're going to collect $3 million from this district, and then that gets assessed proportionately to all of the properties mm -hmm. within the whole city. Well, the legislature this last session said you could only run a district for 13 years and then it automatically phases out and people have to revote on it. Oh, OK. So that's going to happen for billings in 2024. But that's actually that's the fiscal year. Yes, so it's yes. actually we're going to have yes. to deal with this in the next probably calendar year are or gonna two. People are going to need to understand it. People are really going to need to understand this. Yes, that there's a couple of different paths we can go down. Mm -hmm. The new council, though, is going to have to make some decisions on that of do yeah. we want to have people vote on continuing this or a different solution mm -hmm. or what. But but Billings needs to be really aware that half of our current parks budget will disappear in two years if we do nothing. And if we don't pass anything, there is no magical $3 million to replace it. So yeah. I know last year there was like some controversy when the council majority asked to see what cutting right. $1.5 yep. from parks looked I like. Remember. And it looks like mm -hmm. closing the pools and yep. no bathrooms and a bunch of other stuff that... Which is really great during a pandemic. It's so great. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly we don't want to be outside. <laughs> so I, I mean, I really, really do not want to be in the position of yeah. having to say, oh, okay, yeah. we got to cut 3 million from parks because there's no other solution. So the new council is, is going to have to get up to speed on that pretty fast mm -hmm. because there's not going to be a lot of time before we yeah. have to make a decision about what mm -hmm. to do. The last big issue is that the city charter is going to be up for potentially the ability to be revised. So the charter is, it's a five-page document, governing document for billings. And it's basically like the rules that we follow, the billings government follows. Okay. So the charter dictate, dictates things like there, are, there will be 10 council members. Mm -hmm. they will, they're allowed to have two four-year terms. Okay. That kind of yeah. stuff, the basic governing principles. But there's actually a lot in it that really is not working well for the city from okay. my perspective. And I would say- Because it's old. It's old. Yeah. yeah. It just, it needs to be updated. Mm -hmm. I think we personally, I think Billings needs to look at, is this working? Is this not working? Should we change this or that? Those are just two of the issues in the charter. There's yeah. a lot. And I'm still coming up to speed on uh, the process of this, but basically yeah. to deal with the charter, I believe it's like a group of citizens gets involved. And then I think Billings even has to vote on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. To actually change it. So it will be quite a big. Is this charter thing awareness. kind of like, you know, when you hear. I just found out that in our whatever, that if someone steals your horse, you can get, you <laughs> yes, know, hung exactly on them. Like that. Whatever. that yes. sounds morbid. Sorry. But you know what I mean? Like, is there stuff like that in our charter it's that not you come that across bad. and you're like, what the heck? Yeah, But there is a lot of stuff like, for example, here's a big one. It, they put in a mill cap for billing. So we're the only major city in Montana that has mm -hmm. this where city council cannot raise the number of mills that we collect for our basic services in Billings. We have to go to the voters and ask you to approve it, okay. which is why you vote so much. Yes. <laughs> and, you, yep. and it's really yep. frustrating for people mm -hmm. who constantly feel like they're like, oh, mm -hmm. I just voted on another yeah. levy. I just voted on something mm -hmm. last year. Well, we're legally required to do that. Oh, okay. your, your council cannot just say we're going to and, and raise your taxes. So there's benefits and drawbacks yeah. to that, right? I mean, yeah. there's benefits in that you're not going to get a body of elected officials that can just yeah. jack up the rates because yeah. we can't do that. But the drawback is that it takes longer. It takes a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Not everyone in Billings understands the issues. Mm -hmm. And so that can make it really difficult sometimes when we go out for a vote, because often 
people will talk to me and say, oh, public safety is a big yeah. issue. But mm-hmm. then they, it sometimes is hard for them to connect why we need additional money yeah. or things like that. So I, I would like to see some kind of a compromise there where yeah. there's some ability to, for, for council to have some, some financial discretion yeah. while still preserving, you know, Billings, I think, is a, is a community that likes to vote on this stuff. So yes. I think we, we should keep that. Except to some, for me, to I don't some get level. to vote on it because I don't live in the city. Oh, I live in the county. It. So <laughs> every time we have these podcasts and we talk about, oh, ward this and blah, 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 and vote on that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't get to. Me. <sighs> Alas. <laughs> well, at some point we should talk about the county commissioners. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other That's podcast. That's a whole other world. Yeah. <laughs> so those are, kind of, I mean, those are the big things that are on my radar okay. that I yeah. am talking to people running about and just saying, you know, heads up, like this yeah. is, if you get elected, Starting January, we're going to be having conversations yeah. about, okay, what do you want to do about parks? And it's <sighs> council members sitting okay. around a table that'll figure it out. And all of these things are why who you elect is important. It's so important. You need to know what yeah. you think about these things. And then you need to know what they think about them. Exactly right. So. Yeah. And it's and I think a lot of people sometimes fall into the like, well, this person just wants to raise my taxes and this person doesn't or, or you know, or into into these yeah. kind of stereotypes. Yeah. But I would just really encourage people to dig deeper than that. Yeah. Dig a level deeper yeah. and and really try and elect someone who you who you believe will, you know, vote the way that mm-hmm. best represent you. Will yeah. Best represent you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. OK, so let's move down the ballot. Yeah. There's going to be three questions on the ballot related to recreational marijuana. Yay! Okay, two from the county, Mm -hmm. one from the city. What are voters being asked to decide on these three questions? So they're actually very straightforward. I I know it's three questions, but they're they're pretty simple. The county is going to ask you two questions. They're going to ask, do you want to add a 3%? It's called an excise tax, which is, it's also called a local option tax. It's essentially... A, a sales tax for Yellowstone County on marijuana. Okay. They're going to ask you, do you want a 3% tax on recreational marijuana countywide? Okay. Do you want a 3% tax on medical marijuana countywide? Mm-hmm. Then, and that money stays in the county. The 20% that people are hearing about all this tax, mm-hmm. the state is keeping all of that. Okay. This is our only chance <laughs> to make any revenue off okay. of the taxing of marijuana is okay. we, is, is we have to pass these two questions. Okay. But the county is the only one that can initiate it. So can that's you pass why one of them and not the other one? Yes, okay. you can. Yeah. That's why they asked them separately. Okay. So people can say, yes, I want it on recreational, but no, I don't want to add to medical taxes. Yeah, or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Or, or however you want. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, they separated it out. The city's going to ask you a question, and our question is also pretty simple. It's do you want recreational dispensaries in city limits? Medical dispensaries will be allowed. Cultivation will be allowed. Mm-hmm. There's seven different categories. We picked the one that has the most controversy, and the council majority said, we want to go back and ask Billings again. Are you sure you want these businesses in city limits? And so if Billings says yes, we will regulate them in city limits. If Billings says no, then medical and cultivation and labs and all of that will be allowed, but actual recreational dispensaries will not. They will have to remain in the county. And so if the if the question about taxing the recreational marijuana passes, mm-hmm. but also the city question, that means all of the tax money doesn't go to the city. It just goes to we the county. We worried about that. Okay. But no, apparently we still do get a share of it. Oh. Yeah. Because we okay. are still allowing the other businesses in the city 
The okay. lawyers have been parsing all of this out, okay. but that's what we've been told is that even if Billings says no on the recreational dispensaries, we should still get a share of the 3% tax, but, but it's not as any, much money as you think. Any recreational dispensary in city limits now has to move their business into the well, county? Well, there aren't any in city limits oh, right now. Okay. No, but yes, they would have to. Okay. Yeah. So what? So city council right now, and if you have watched any of our work sessions, we are going through the process of how do we regulate what is for Billings a brand new industry? Mm -hmm. This yeah. marijuana has not been regulated here. Mm -hmm. Where do we want these businesses? Yeah. How many do we want? Yeah. You know, it's a lot of questions about that. So we're going through the zoning. We're going through and okay. distances from schools, you know, things yeah. like yeah. that. Trying to get it all put in place because starting January 1st, it opens up. Okay. So recreational yeah. sales open up to medical providers in good standing okay. currently. So basically okay. the 25 medical dispensaries that ring the city will all be allowed to sell recreational starting January 1st. Okay. Got it. It's just a question of if they'll be allowed to sell in billings. Yes. That makes sense. And that's going to be up to the voters. Got it. Cool. Three yeah. questions up to the voters. Okay. We interviewed Chris Kokolsky and Chief St. John back in June. It was one of our very first two podcasts or three on the need for a public safety mill levy. And this is kind of a hot topic right now. And a lot of people are talking about it. So since then, city council voted 10 to 1 to ask the voters for more public safety funding. And voters are being asked to raise taxes basically on themselves. Yes, exactly. How big is that tax increase going to be? And what is the city going to do with the money? So the ask is just north of $7 million. So it's about $7.1 million for the median house in Billings. And um, this is what city administrator Chris Kokolsky always says. He likes mm -hmm. to use the median number yep. because 50% of people will pay less. 50% of people will pay more. So it's just, it's a good way to kind of gauge it. The median cost will be $8.33 a month or about $100 a year. So when you say medium, medium, median, you mean... Average. I mean, well, I don't actually mean average. I mean, mean $217,000 is the oh, median right. house yep. in Billings yep. right now. Yeah, yep. I should have said the yep. number, yep. but so that means we're not averaging them all together, but we're saying 50% of the road. It's person, the middle yeah. of the road. 50% mm -hmm. of the people's houses cost less than that. They're going to pay less than $8. They're going to pay less than $8. Mm -hmm. And some will pay considerably less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then people whose houses are more than that, you can kind of do the math in your yeah. head, but it, you know, it, they'll pay more than that. Yeah. That's how it works. And okay. that's that's really the, that's the only option we have to fund public safety. So we we don't have any other mm -hmm. magical solution. Mm -hmm. We have to go to the voters. Yeah. As we talked about the charter, we have to get voter approval. I've been a big advocate for this since I got onto council. I public safety was my number one issue in running. I was happy that we were able to get, you know, the levy through last year mm -hmm. and at least not have to lay anyone mm -hmm. off. But this is the really big carrot. So yeah. this is this is what the city has been working toward for for years. This plan did not come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It has been thoroughly vetted and has gone through I, several city councils, mm -hmm. yep. several city administrators. Mm -hmm. During the pandemic last year, we the city actually paid for a statistically valid survey to really tell us where there were inefficiencies in police and fire, yep. recommendations for things we could improve. We took all of that information amended the safety levy further to get it to what it is now. So I'll give you the highlights of it. So the, so the highlights are 28 new people for the police department. Half of those are sworn officers, half are civilians. The reason why we're considering hiring civilians for police is that it came as a recommendation from this report. They said, 
You actually have police doing jobs that they don't need to be doing. Mm -hmm. For instance, a detective is cataloging all of the evidence at a crime scene. He needs, you know, he or she needs to be doing the detective work. He could have an assistant doing that. Exactly. So they want to hire some, uh, basically some crime scene investigators who who do that Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. A few other people like that. So there's a couple different kind of pockets of, basically it's to take some of the non-police work off of the sworn officer's plates so they can do their job more effectively. And it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, that's also nice. Yeah. It's 13 people for the fire department. The vast majority of those are for a new program. It's called a mobile response team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is actually really exciting. Fire, I don't think a lot of people know this, but fire is, it should be called fire rescue or fire. They deal with way more than just fires. In fact, 70 some percent of their calls are emergency medical service calls. It's a lot. When I had my first child, uh, she was like three days old. I was a new mom. I didn't know what I was doing and she couldn't breathe. And so <sighs> we called 911 and who showed up but the fire department. Yeah. And they came in my house in their giant turnout gear <laughs> and literally showed me how to use a bulb syringe. Yeah. To exactly. suck out the mucus on my kid's nose. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that fire, the fire does this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they do that they all do. the time, all day long. Yep. They go out on all of those calls. So so fire is working at doing some priority dispatching so they can say, we don't need to send the big truck to yeah, that yeah, call, to yeah, the lady yeah. who, there you go. you know, who doesn't this. know what she's doing. Exactly. But you know who mom. we should send are two trained medical professionals yeah. in like an SUV. Yeah, there you go. That's who we need to be sent. That's more efficient. It costs less. It doesn't take out the big truck. It leaves the big truck where it's supposed to be to go but out to the next issue. It's not as fun of a story. It's not, not as fun of a story. story. You, don't get the, you don't get the giant truck showing up at your house. <laughs> But it costs the taxpayers less. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Sorry, guys. Way back there and, 50 and years ago. <laughs> and it's not just about money, but it should improve response times and provide better service, too. So that I'm, I'm really excited about it. Fire's going to Spokane, I think, next week to check out their system because they they've been doing this now for a couple of years. So okay. and they really like it. So to see how it works and figure out how we can roll it out here. Yeah. It includes seven people for the legal department. And I'm not going to remember off the top of my head. I think it's like three attorneys, two paralegals, mm-hmm. yeah. one more. Okay. Our legal staff is way, way overloaded. We want to go from right now we have one and a half courts. So we have a full-time municipal judge and a half-time. We want to take that to two full-time municipal courts. Okay. The municipal court system is way overloaded yep. as it currently mm-hmm. is. And just so people understand, it, the city doesn't deal with felonies. That stuff no. all goes to the county. Mm-hmm. But... The municipal courts deal with your traffic accidents, yeah. your domestic violence, mm-hmm. misdemeanors. You know, yep. it's 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 a pretty wide net. It also includes three new people for code enforcement. And I I think a lot of people don't really know what code enforcement does. So code do enforcement. Building code enforcement? No. What do you mean? Not building code enforcement. What kind so of code I enforcement? I know, exactly, right? <laughs> so there's a division in the planning department that's called code enforcement. And what they do, and right now they're completely reaction-based because they don't have time to do anything else. They're the ones who respond to calls when somebody writes in and says, this abandoned house next to me, oh, right. the okay. paint has been peeling yep. for years and it looks terrible. Yep. The weeds haven't been trimmed in this yard. You know, they're oh, two feet word. high. <laughs> Code enforcement is who goes out yeah. and works with the property owner to yeah. rectify this or, you know, to fix up abandoned properties or whatever. So it's a it's a big it's a big deal. But we we consider it part of the public safety chain because they yeah. work hand in yeah. hand with police and police have told us, you know, they're off in the front line for alerting us oh, okay. like, Hey, something weird is yeah, going on yeah, there. Yeah. So it's, it really is part of the chain. And also, you know, when neighborhoods start to go downhill, 
crime tends to move in. And so we want yes, it, we true. want it, you know, we want to spend more time, like yeah. how do we build up our neighborhoods? Yeah. And they want to spend some time on the proactive side of being able to go to task mm-hmm. forces and educate people. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about the package. I think what, what people should understand is that it, it covers the whole chain. Yeah. So everything from the policeman who is arresting somebody mm-hmm. to the judge who is mm-hmm. adjudicating it to the everything in between, everything in between the <laughs> yeah. lawyers who have to process all mm-hmm. of this. You know, yeah. I think the the chief is a fond of saying, please don't give me more bot, more police yeah. officers, unless you're also taking care yes. of the rest of this. Yes. Cause we can rack up cases, but yep. there's a process. There's a process. Mm-hmm. And if you only have one domestic violence prosecutor, they, they can't magically just file right. hundreds more cases a year. Yeah. So, Citizens for a Safer Billings, mm-hmm. what are they doing to explain what they're what they are and what they're doing? So Citizens for a Safer Billings is a steering committee and basically it's a it's a group of community members. So it has a couple council people on it, the mayor's on it, mm-hmm. um, a couple of people from the chamber, business leaders mm-hmm. throughout the community. But it's a group of us that got together and just said, we want to work on really trying to educate Billings and to see if we can get this passed mm-hmm. because we just know how critically important it is. Yeah. And so this group is, and this is separate from the city in which I have to explain this city staff. So our city administrator, yeah. chief of police, they can educate the public so they can give you all the yep. information, but they cannot advocate right. or say, we recommend you vote yes, yes. or I right. can do that as yeah. an elected official. <laughs> And so can the steering committee. Okay. So that's why this was started. So the city staff is doing its own education, you know, tour where they're going, Mm -hmm. they'll go to any group that will have them. They're fantastic. I would really invite them, invite Chris Kokolsky, invite, you know, the chiefs. But this group is the um, citizens who can come and say, here's more information. And this is why I personally support Mm -hmm. it. So you say, here's more information. If someone listens to this and they're like, I just want to dig a little deeper I know she said this, but I want to know more. Where do they find those details? Where do they find information about all of the stuff that we talked about today? I mean, I know there's a lot of places and we can put them in our show notes. Maybe we'll do some research for our listeners and put them in the show notes. That's a great idea. Yeah. um, The city website will have some of this. So the city website has various reports and things. The steering committee, and I actually don't know if the website is up yet, but is working on a website that will have, yeah, all of this information. Um, I post on Facebook. I don't know if this is helpful for people, yeah. but I write a council recap every week where I try and break things mm-hmm. down. And I highly recommend it. <laughs> it doesn't matter w- whether you're Democrat or Republican or what you are. It, it literally doesn't matter. You're just so good at after I try the and stay away council from that meeting. Stuff. You're just yeah. like, this is what happened. I try this and is my take keep on it, it as not. Yeah. This is a nonpartisan seat. It's, I just try and keep it as nonpartisan awesome. as possible. The, I one do not want to sit through any city council <laughs> meeting ever i mean i will if i have to but i don't want to they're very and long. i don't need to because yeah. all i have to do the next day is to go find you on facebook and then you get the information and yeah. i read your thing so that makes me so happy yeah. because i i feel like i part of my goal in running for council was i just want more people to understand yes what your city is doing and why it matters so much and why these races matter so much yeah it's just another point of education yeah it's awesome yeah so Okay, so at the end of every podcast, we do what we call the Rorschach questions. So I have three questions for you Ooh, okay. that you're not. But oh, you're excited! Most I'm people excited. are like, "Oh my gosh! Oh no! What is no, she going to ask me? What's it going to be?" Okay, okay yeah. cool. Oh, cool. Okay, so the first question is, "What is the nicest thing that someone has done for you lately?" Oh, that's sweet. You know what? <laughs> Actually, so I'm going to say what you just did. I've had probably three or four people in the last week. 
at various community meetings or mm-hmm. something, pull me aside and say, I really appreciate that you write that recap on oh, Facebook. Awesome. And I just said, I thank you so much. Like that's, it's, yeah. it's really lifted my spirits. Like that's so nice to hear that you, that yeah. you read that, that it, that, you know, you're getting information from it. That's what's important to me. So that's been really lovely. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, it is nice to know that you put all that effort into something yeah, and someone's that, actually reading it. Yes, I know. It was very sweet. It's so. nice to know when people say, oh, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, oh, thank right. God. Like, oh, someone somebody did. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. Second question. What are you most excited about for Billings? Like, what is that thing that you're most excited about coming up in Billings? Ooh. Or hopeful for, I guess. Yeah. But. Okay, I'm going to talk about something that we haven't talked about yet, which is the, the West End Water Treatment Plant. Or oh, I should yeah. say Billings' Billings' new water yes. treatment plant that happens will happen to be located on the West End. It's super cool. It is so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just so excited about it. It doesn't sound cool when you call it a water it, treatment it plant. It sounds really lame, but it's <laughs> really exciting because, because it, this is such an innovative plan. So the city bought the Old Knife River gravel pit yep. across the road from Shields. We're going to build a new water treatment plant out there, which will solve a lot of the water problems that you've mm-hmm. probably seen in the paper this yeah. year. Because right now, I mean, it's pretty scary. Our yeah. water supply is only about eight hours at any time. Yeah, That's not good. We can't grow a city on that. So there's going to be a new water treatment plant. Mm-hmm. But the exciting piece for the public is that there's going to be two massive reservoirs out there. And as long as we can come up with park funding oh, <laughs> for this piece. There we go. So, to bring it back full circle on the park funding. We need about five to six million dollars to build out the park part of it. But what it will be is it'll be two reservoirs that are going to be like the size of each the size of Lake Elmo. It's but our water reserve, but we get to play on it. It's our water reserve, but we get to play on yeah. it. It's going to be stocked with fish. Yeah, it's going to be so open cool. for non-motorized vehicles. We want to put in, you know, like a sandy beach for the kids. I mean, the plans yeah. are really exciting. Yeah. But it is going to be up to the new city council to figure out where we're going to get the six million dollars to mm. do the park part. Water Public Works has already saved up. The money yep. for the water treatment plant. They, they can do all that, but they can't, the they, we can't use water money mm-hmm. to pay for parks. Yeah. So that's, that's on my list. It's very exciting, but we have to get the park stuff taken yeah. care of to make sure we can yeah. do it. Yeah. I love how the, your answers are all like <laughs> still related to <laughs> city council or, you know, what we've been talking about the day. I know. It's, it's my okay, world. This one yeah. might throw you. Okay. okay my last okay. question. All right. What is the last thing that you Googled? Oh, you might have to look on your phone. I might have to look on my phone. <laughs> let me see. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Oh, this is not going to be very exciting for you. Oh, dang it. Yeah, the last thing I Googled was I was looking up um, Billings, the Billings Gazette article on their reporting on marijuana regulation. Oh, <laughs> see? All three questions. Wow. Just it's right like back. you planned that. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I always like to see how they cover it because I sometimes yeah. sometimes yeah. It, they don't get it a different quite, perspective. Well, yeah. sometimes sometimes they don't get it quite right, and so we need to say, well, it's not that's not actually what we voted on. Maybe they, they need do a really to compare. Good job. They do a really they good need job to go on Facebook, find Kendra Shaw's <laughs> right up, and compare. Well, it's very complicated, as yeah. you know. Like, yeah. and so when we sometimes when we take like twenty five votes in a night, yeah, how do you then write an article? Yeah. You know, so. Uh. So good. Thank you so much for coming on Thank the show you today. Guys. This was so, so fun. fun. Yeah. And we made a topic that could be boring, definitely not boring. Oh, I so, hope not. Yeah. I, I think it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Because you're the one on city council. I know, that's right. <laughs> we are so grateful for Kendra Shaw joining our episode today. Thanks to Jack Genoway for producing. And most of all, thank you to all of our listeners. 
Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode because we will put some basic information on this November's election in there, as well as include some important resources that voters might need. Tune in two weeks from now on October 6th when we'll be talking to Dina Johnson of Payne West Insurance on the very important subject of cybersecurity. And don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there's something here for everyone. <laughs>